Let's, I want to unpack a little bit because you mentioned jealousy mm. and rejection. <laughs> and I think that those are two of the most common feelings and experiences in that. And I think if we had some more resources or just personal experience or what helped you, what mindsets or what thoughts, especially let's talk about jealousy first. Mm-hmm. And because that's, it's common. I mean, we have this mindset of like, there's not enough for everybody or, you know, and because there's not in some aspects of certain rules or things. So what helped you? Um, Texas State had a really good uh, culture of if you're not doing it, create it. Mm. And that's really lovely. Um, so if you didn't get on a main stage or you didn't get a studio show that year or that semester, you put so much pressure on yourself during that what, three days of auditions where you're auditioning for all of the studio shows, all of the main stages, all of the same things at once. And you're going through these sides in your bed at 2 a.m. going, oh, my God, oh, my God, <laughs> whatever. And then you're also looking at the people around you going, well, I think that, you know, Nick's going to get the leading guy and I'm taller than Nick. So I better like let that go because I'm not going to get that one or I better wear these certain heels so I'm not as tall as I normally Mm -hmm. am. Like all of this crazy stuff. And you put so much pressure on it because that was your whole semester. And or it could be your whole semester. But the beautiful thing about Texas State was if you didn't get into one of those things, you were challenged to create your own work. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had so many opportunities with directing students that would come in and do things. Uh, you could create a full-length play and put on a reading of it. You could you could film something. Like there was just they allowed you to see all of these really cool means of creating. And I think that that helps a lot because it's really hard to sit in your rejection and just to be like, okay, at the beginning of my semester, I was told I wasn't good enough or I didn't get these things. And now I'm going to have to sit and watch the other people do the things that I wanted to do for the rest of the semester. No, go out, create your own stuff. But the jealousy is so hard and if you can i really encourage you to try and be best friends with those people who you're immediately going up against i think that's really helpful the first couple years uh she's one of my best friends now so she won't care if i say this and she would say the same thing i was not a fan of this girl who was always it it was the two of us we were always going to go for these same roles we were the same type it was just how it was going to be. Her name's Brianna. And um, she, she and I were friends, but we didn't like, was, we were in the same classes and that's fine. But it was like, yep, I'm going in. And what is Brianna going to be doing? And what is Brianna going to be wearing? And I can't wear the same color as Brianna if we're going into this master class or blah, 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 mm-hmm. all of these things. And as time went on, we started to become very good friends to where my experience with her and that from freshman, sophomore year to our senior year, where senior year we were doing main stages, Midsummer Night's Dream. Um, and then the next semester's main stage was A Streetcar Named Desire. And 
Everyone wanted a streetcar named Desire and Blanche because that's just an insane role that you honestly shouldn't be playing at 21 and you won't get to play again maybe until you're 40. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it was just everyone wanted it. And I remember this, the Midsummer Night's Dream was steampunk inspired. Mm-hmm. And that is the one difference between Brianna and me. Brianna is more edgy. Brianna going to be the girl that has the messy hair, that's in kind of the kicks, uh, that kind of stuff. I'm the girl in the dress. I'm the girl in the heels. That That's the one difference that we innately have mm-hmm. with each other. Um, not to say that either of us can't do the other thing, but it's just you're going to look at us and know that's the thing. And so I remember going into this midsummer audition and it, we were the final two for Titania, which we knew that we were going up against each other for that. And she just kept going in. She kept going in and it was like I wasn't even there. And that's so frustrating mm-hmm. when you're sitting there for like two hours mm-hmm. and you're not even reading this. You maybe read sides once mm-hmm. <laughs> and you just know, you know, it's like, oh my God, just let me go. I'm done. It's cool. And she came out and we both knew at that point we're not idiots um she and i were both able to say to each other hey good job this is really cool good for you and we didn't know who blanche was going to be so I, oh god that could have been like brianna getting to tanya and then brianna getting blanche i would have been devastated mm-hmm. but how do you work through that and then i got blanche in the other one mm-hmm. um and she was able to say, oh, that hurts. Oh, I really want that. But okay, very cool. So it's just taking it moment by moment and really understanding your triggers. Mm-hmm. I think that's huge too. I know except the fact that Brianna is a little more tomboyish than me, that's a trigger. That used to be a trigger for me in terms of like, well, yeah, Brianna's going to get this because, okay, it's written for more, like more of a tomboy, whatever, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not her fault. It's not my fault that I'm feed off a little bit more feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, just working through it day by day and having open communication with those people. I, like, highly recommend being best friends with your, your biggest competition. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. But you'd spend a lot less time in hatred and jealousy if you if you have to be their friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and one thing that I love that you said is basically figuring out what makes you slightly different. Mm-hmm. Because if you're almost exactly the same and you're mm-hmm. both super amazingly talented, but they're like, but I've got this kind of bitch. Mm-hmm. Right? And then leaning into that and yeah. using that to your advantage. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Lean into it. Because I think there was a point where Brianna and I tried to be each other <laughs> like because we knew we were like okay she's more of the dress and she's more of the tomboy and whatever okay so so I'm gonna I'm gonna mess up my hair or she's like I'm gonna put lipstick <laughs> for these auditions don't stress over these very minor details your essence does not change when you're when you put lipstick on mm-hmm. your essence does not change when you wear a shorter heel mm-hmm stress over these little things because you appear the exact same way that you would otherwise right right and i think keeping the focus as well on yourself i mean some of the people will say compare yourself with yourself 
mm. instead of looking around at all these things because it's also can be a form of distraction mm-hmm. but if you're just kind of looking inward and thinking all right was that the best that i can do what can i do differently how yes. can i be better and then it continually makes you better instead of necessarily pulling onto some negative emotions and using that to feel you yeah i mean i tell my students that all the time for any performance they a, a lot of times we take oh i'm not gonna get this role so that's going to destroy my next two years and my trajectory and my career but we do it we do it we we these little things become huge Mm -hmm. these these less than six weeks of your life Mm -hmm. become huge and seem like these defining moments in your life and if you don't get this you will never be all of these other things it's so ridiculous so all you need to do is break it down into the single moment of being present. And I always tell my students one goal. What is just one that you are going to walk in there and that you can actually control? Mm -hmm. So is that I'm really going to nail, you know, the bridge of this song. I'm really going to focus on diction for acting. It's a a lot of times when I walk in somewhere, it's I'm going to feel my feet, what that means to me. I'm going to breathe from, you know, engage my transverse or whatever that is. That is something that I can actively control. It's one thing because when we focus on a million, mm-hmm. you scatter, you can't do any of them well. Right. And it's something that is achievable in that moment that only relies on you. Mm-hmm. And you go in and you do it and you come out. And even if you don't do it, you say, huh. Okay, I wasn't able to do that one thing. Why? Mm-hmm. Let me get it curious about this so that maybe I can work on it for the next audition. And it's it's never it, I these auditions like what college you go to is not going to define the rest of your life. What part you get your senior year is not going to define your career. Mm-hmm. Your career is going to constantly be changing and go with the flow. All of these, my friends in COVID, uh, so many of my friends migrated to LA mm-hmm. from New York. And they would I'm sure they would have never thought of that in their lives, but okay, so life happens. Mm-hmm. And you just gotta go with it. Right, no, that's so true. So much easier said than done. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> oh yes. Mm-hmm. And important to note that, I mean, all the all the stuff just is out of your control with with the casting. One thing that I think is amazing that you brought to Red was the idea of a, like an open casting, mm, right? Yeah. Because we've never had that before, and so many times the students will come up with ideas of why, and right? they're and ridiculous. They're not right? They're yeah, totally wrong. But right. they, that becomes that person's reality. Mm-hmm. And it's toxic mm-hmm. and horrible, and we don't need to hurt ourselves like this. Right. Well, I, I, I don't know what kind of um, opportunities you were given, but the first opportunity that I was able to have behind a desk, behind the table in the room, and listening to these conversations mm-hmm. of these people, I'm like, wait. It's not about ABC things that I've been beating myself up for for the past five years. Right. It's literally about 
this person coughed at this time and you liked it that day. Like it's, it's so silly and it teaches you it's never personal. Right. So if it's never personal, you can be disappointed in the outcome, but you don't get disappointed in yourself. Right. Which is huge. Yes. You're able to disconnect the outcome from your self-worth, which is the largest problem that I think this industry brings to any human being. Yes. And can uh, literally kill people. It's it's just, it can be debilitating. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I love having the mock auditions. And I think we did one for Broadway, mm -hmm. uh, especially after we had just cast like Peter Pan and the high school had been casting and all, or was going to be casting like, you know, cause these kids are involved in so many wonderful, gosh, they have so many opportunities. It's yes. fantastic. Yes. And everyone's going to cast a different way. Right. And it's not the same adjudicators and all right. that stuff. Like, oh, well, you would have cast this and this person would have cast this and, right. you know, and just and realizing. Yes. So we were able to, they auditioned for us and then they sat in the room while we literally, you and I like blocked them out and we were like, so we would cast this person here and this person here and here's why. And like, we would disagree and they would be able to see what kind of resolution comes from that. Right. And then them able to ask questions. And I, I, I just remember Partee, um, Andrew asked, he was like, what could I have done to get that role? Because I believe we've given it to uh, Dawson or someone. Mm -hmm. And um, I literally said, nothing I like Dawson's look better mm -hmm. for that. And he was like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing you can do. It has nothing to do with you. And it's just, you know, you, you hope that the next show fits you. Mm -hmm. That's all you can do. So that's been, that was always a huge, huge revelation moment for me. So I'm really, really glad that they can have that. Yes. And I think also the more of those that we do, the more that they can see, because I think as students, it's it's easy to fall into a trap of thinking, oh, there are just favorites, mm -hmm. right? Oh, and the same people get the same roles mm -hmm. all the time. And the same people get the leads when really, if you were to hear and you would be, you could ask yourself, well, why, why are they getting the lead? Are mm -hmm. they doing something in their audition? that makes them cast. Yeah. Right. And you never get to see their auditions normally. Right. right. So you can look at it and say, oh gosh, yes. And I think that is also a feeling that is isolated and siloed to high school and college. Mm -hmm. Yes, in the real world, you are constantly going up against like a similar amount, like, yeah, do I always see the same three girls when I walk into a casting office or something? Yeah, that's fine, cool. But do I know the hundreds upon hundreds of audition videos that they're seeing? Mm -hmm. No, I don't know half the people who are going to get roles over me. Most, it, until you get to a certain niche spot of like, you're Leonardo DiCaprio and you're always going up against Ryan Reynolds or whatever it is, mm -hmm. that doesn't exist in the real world. Right. Which is comforting once you get there, very difficult to deal with while you have to uh, deal with it in high school and in um, college because yeah it's it's a group of what 20 kids that you're it, oh 20 kids is your life <laughs> you know these these 20 kids and it's like who fits where and uh, oh I, I don't fit this or you know uh Kinsey fits this and Lily fits this and Sarah fits this and blah blah blah, blah. Mm -hmm. and these kids can end up hating themselves and hating each other over these stories that they're creating in their minds that are just not true
I want you to imagine what it would be like if you had so much focus, so much zen, so much peace, so much calmness, and so much excitement at the same time before performance. As in, like, you're not getting in your head, you're not freaking out, you're not becoming a basket case, or you're not a hot mess. So if you feel like sometimes that is you, imagine what it would feel like if that wasn't the case, if that wasn't a problem anymore. It would be pretty awesome, right? So what is the first step to that? Working with your mindset. So if this is something that's of interest to you, I recommend going to stopcaringwhatthethink.com. If you're a performer and you wanna have more confidence, if you wanna get out of your head, these are tips and tricks that I'm offering to you for free. It's a free resource that can help you have more confidence to manage that anxiety and just to feel like you can enjoy life again. You can enjoy performing. That's what it's all about, right? So stopcaringwhatthethink.com. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I hope that you enjoyed it and learned something. Don't forget to like it and subscribe to the channel. I post new videos every Wednesday and a new podcast every Friday.